The Jazz. Schools. Also going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports, wife carrying. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome on in to another edition of the Full Court Press. Hope you had a good weekend and uh, get things started on a new week. Uh, a lot of things that uh, took place over the weekend. We have a we have champions in softball. We have champions in baseball, and uh, a lot of other things going. We had some games in in lacrosse over the weekend, track and field. So very busy week for high school sports. Uh, we do have one more week for lacrosse underway in 4A. So we'll tell you who's playing where, uh, teams to cheer for, things like that. Uh, certainly the NBA playoffs continuing some excitement uh, and uh, a close series in the East and uh, Golden State running away with it in the West. Um, but are you are you surprised at all by that? how these playoffs are unfolding right now in these conference finals, or is it going about what you would have expected? Um, the, uh, the the Dallas bench has been fined again. Actually, the third time they've been fined, which, man, thank you, NBA. I, I applaud what Dallas and their bench, and like they're always on their feet. like They're supporting their guys. But at the same time, I mean, we saw this developing in the Utah series that those guys are constantly harassing and heckling and uh, creating issues. Now, some of it is like, okay, you know what? That's that's gamesmanship. You do that. But there's been other times where it, like they've crossed the line. And the NBA has uh, fined them now for the third time uh, the, from their actions on, the, on Sunday. Um so the fine, it, it's doubled each time. So the latest, $100,000 after game two. And um, so I actually guess there, there wasn't a fine uh, for game three. But the, here's the issue. According to the NBA, um, several Mavericks players have stood for most or all the games and it's because uh, players and coaches are standing for extended periods, straying too far from the bench and encroaching on the court during game action. So the first fines actually were levied in the series against Phoenix. I think that they saw what was going on in the Utah deal, and then it started happening with even greater degree in the Phoenix series. And like, okay, guys, you got to knock it off. So they find them twenty-five grand. It happened again. They find them fifty grand. Uh, after that, uh, that big, you know, this decisive game seven, and they blew them out. But then in game two of the conference finals, um, the uh, <laughs> it got fined a hundred grand. It keeps going up until they get the message. 
So uh, it, one of the issues was, you know, that uh, Steph Curry had that pass. It kind of went it went errant, and uh, there was a, you know, a player for Dallas on the bench who's wearing a white T-shirt, standing there and waving, make it look like he was wearing a Golden State uniform. It was like he kind of mixed in to the crowd. And, look, he was calling for the ball. And so uh, there's been a lot of chirping going on on that uh, uh, Dallas bench. And uh, Kerr, you know, Steve Kerr says, you know, in fact, I love their bench. They've got great chemistry, get great energy, had a phenomenal season, and part of it is because they're so connected. And that I agree, right? That's important. But um, you know, this uh, um, Pinson, what's his first name? Theo. Theo Pinson. He has just been an instigator on the bench. It's basically what he's paid to do. He doesn't dress. Uh, he's in street clothes all the time. And all he does is he, he leads the cheers on the bench. Um, and so he's been totally inactive during the playoffs on the court, but very active off the court. So I, I, I applaud them for you know how they're connected and they're cheering for their own team and for their guys, but stay on the sidelines. Right, don't don't encroach onto the court. When you're uh you're in Golden State and the home team's wearing white jerseys, guys wearing white shirts and raising their hands like they're calling for the ball. I mean, come on. Come on. That ain't right. Um Dallas coach Jason Kidd, this was uh, some comments that he made before game three after these fines have been levied. It says it's the league's decision to fine, but we're not going to sit. We're going to cheer. That's, I think, a positive that the bench can look at as they're donating to a nice charity. Yeah. Well, it, it got a little chirpy in game three. You know, Steph Curry hits that uh, basically no-look three. Luka didn't like it and starts chirping at the bench. They start going back at him. Uh, there's some words in the Golden State bench. But look, it's been fun. Like Even though Golden State has a commanding 3-0 lead, I think these this series has been pretty interesting, pretty entertaining, and in the East, you don't know what's what you're going to get from game to game. I mean, we're three games into it, and each game has been very different. Uh, look, this Boston has to have a real sense of urgency going into this one tonight, and a lot of it is you know, who is available with this series. It's kind of a war of attrition at this point. You know, Tyler Hero's out. Um, you know, Kyle Lowry's been injured. Jimmy Butler is now hurt. Boston has had their fair share of guys that have been out. So, uh, whoever comes out of this is, uh, they're going to be so beat up and Golden State's going to be hungry and rested. So, uh, at this point now, three games of these conference finals, it, it looks like it's Golden State's to lose based on how things are playing out so far. But we still got more games to play. It's still a, a young conference finals. But uh, a big one tonight for Miami. That game is on ABC tonight, 6.30 tip our time. And the Heat lead the series 2-1. to one. But um, uh, how does Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, how much do they step up their game to, uh, to, to play these larger roles? in this series to try to keep Boston alive. 
Uh, again, if you want to chime in on our Guild Mortgage text line, lo- always love to hear from you. Always love to get the feedback. 435-339-0321 to chime in. And uh, 2305 says, I watched the game when Steph threw the ball out of bounds looking for another player. Fooled me also. And then I also heard the official talking to that guy. I guess prior to the game three, he was still out there. And the ref even offered to buy him another shirt. (laughs) But why wouldn't the ref just be able to remove him during the game? Because he was there during the game. uh, In uh, in game three, if you can uh, wire the refs, wouldn't be able to remove the guy instead of just find them. Um, Yeah, or just move him further down the bench. Right, but if he's if you're on the bench, you the referee really can't have control of who sits where uh, on the uh, on that bench area for a team. But um, what the NBA can do is is find the bench if they continue to get out of hand, if they're going onto the court, if they're doing things like that. But that's funny. I hadn't heard that. I didn't see that about the ref uh, offering him to to buy him another shirt. That's I missed that one. That's awesome. But I I do I'm with Jason Kidd and I'm with uh, Steve Kerr too. I I applaud that Dallas bench. Like they don't have the talent or the depth that Golden State has, but they are connected, right? They are rooting for each other. And that was such a stark difference in the Utah series that Dallas bench never sat down and Utah's bench was always sitting and sulking. And that's really carried them into these playoffs. Um, and so look, I have I have a hard time wanting to, to, to squash that. Uh, but at the same time, you, you can't go onto the court. Um, and they should be uh, <laughs> not w- wearing colors of the opposing team and calling for a, a ball when you're out of bounds. And that's that just that ain't right. Uh, yeah, just come on. Uh, 2305 also, is anyone else having trouble with the TNT postgame show? Trying to hear what Shaq and Charles and Ernie and them were talking about. Seems so loud. Seems like they could uh, filter that out so the audience watching on television could actually hear it. Yeah, you know, when uh, when they're on location, when they're in the arena, that halftime can be rough when uh, that home team's got a, a band playing or some event, uh, some performer there on the court, uh, or even um, you know, part of the post game immediately following, I, I get the it, it. It's cool to have them there, and it's a it's a cool atmosphere to be a part of. But you're right. It, the role of that show is to be able to communicate what just happened, and um, and, and sometimes they're in the arena, sometimes they're outside of the arena, uh, but when they the, the role of that show is to be able to properly communicate what just happened. And you can't do that if you're surrounded by all this noise. Uh, 2305, I was talking about the post game where the fans are just outside the arena yelling and chanting. Yes, you're right, yes. Uh, and now ESPN sometimes tries to go in the arena as well. And it sure, it looks cool, looks cool for television, but you can't hear a darn thing. It's really hard to make sense of, of some of that. It's cool for the fans to be able to see that in their home arena and interact with it or in the vicinity around it. But at the same time, right, this is a television show for millions of people watching around the country, not just for those few thousand people there on site. So, yeah, come on. 
got to find a way to create a bigger buffer or better microphones or just you know we got to abandon the, the the little mics that we have on our shirts we got to put the whole headset on with a microphone right in front of your face just to get that better better audio but i agree sometimes it can be a bit of a challenge 435-339-0321 to chime in here on the full court press and um look one of the other things i want to get to is the uh information that was shared just this last week uh, when I had uh, John Hartwell on, and uh, really interesting information that uh, that he shared here on the Full Court Press. If you missed it on Friday, if you want to go back and listen to it in its entirety, uh, we've got it on our podcast feed. We've got it posted on 1069thefan.com. Um, I shared the uh, the link to that specific interview on my own Twitter account, at efranson. And you can go back and listen to it. But uh, today, we're going to go back through and some of the pieces that he said that um, I just wanted to give a little bit more time to, a little bit more focus on, and get your reactions to what he had to say. Again, 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in and, uh, and give your reactions to that as well. So we'll get to that here in just a little bit. But uh, well, the other thing I wanted to touch on, too, is the high school athletics we had the uh, baseball tournament in St. George. Softball tournament was also there. Uh, the For baseball championship, it was an all-region 10 uh, tournament uh, or for a championship and how that uh, turned out. And it turned out to be Crimson Cliffs uh, beating Snow Canyon. So the number two seed beating the number four seed in baseball. Crimson Cliffs uh, won it in two games. Eight to seven, really close game. The first one, and then six nothing in the in the second game, which was on Saturday. And for uh, the for girls uh, on the, in softball, which is also down in St. George, most of the games were at the softball complex, the Canyons softball complex, and then the championship series moved to the campus of Dixie State. Great opportunity for these high school athletes to play and compete at a collegiate uh, field like that. And uh, just like baseball was an all-region affair for Southern Utah, softball was an all-region 11 affair for Northern Utah, but played at St. George between number one Bear River and number three Ridgeline. And Bear River played just dominant softball all year. Ridgeline has also played competitive softball all the throughout the entire season. Bear River swept the River Hawks through the regular season in region play. But when it came to the championship series, it was all Ridgeline. And uh, game one, we played some of the highlights here on the fan on Friday. It was uh, dramatic come from behind, a, a close uh, call and a, a bit of an error for Bear River. Ridgeline steals a base after a player gets caught in a pickle and uh, still able to, to run home and, and to slide under the tag for for a uh, with a tying run, and Ridgeline wins three to two in the first game, and then on Saturday Ridgeline just ran away with it and uh, won eight to two to win the 4A softball championship, and uh, Bear River finishes as a runner-up. Uh, last year they won the whole thing, so continue to have great success with their softball program, but uh, unable to repeat as state champions. Uh, we had a bunch of, of uh, lacrosse games. 
on Saturday as well. Some of those you heard on our uh, radio stations. We've got the video streaming uh, replays on CashValleyDaily.com, a double header out at Ridgeline, which uh, the game was, we were told the girls' game was going to start at noon. Well, somewhere along the, li- the way, <laughs> somebody decided to move the game up earlier, and the game started at 10 a.m., but nobody told us. So thank goodness Hurricane John Newbold happened to arrive early to get his gear set up, and so we were able to catch the second half of that game. But turned out to be a doozy with the Ridgeline and Skyview and girls lacrosse and Skyview winning 14-13. to Ridgeline had a shot on goal just at the very end to tie it, to send it into OT, but weren't able to make it. So Skyview advances in uh, in girls lacrosse. They will face Bear River, and um, Bear River was set to play Judge Memorial, but I- I've got it here as Judge Memorial forfeited the game. I don't know what happened there. But uh, Bear River, number one seed in girls lacrosse, will face number five Skyview on uh, Tuesday at Judge Memorial High School. That'll be at 4 o'clock tomorrow. And then uh, Mountain Crest played Waterford tough, but Waterford actually with, pulled off an upset in Hiram, 16-15. to 15. They're out. And uh, Green Canyon, they took on Juan Diego and girls lacrosse, but they came up short 16-2. to two. So on one side of the bracket, it's Bear River versus Skyview, and the other side, it's Waterford versus Juan Diego. So we're guaranteed that a Region 11 opponent in girls lacrosse will be in the finals, which will be played at Zions Bank Stadium in uh, um, in Harriman, and that will be on May 26th. That'll be on Thursday at 3 o'clock. And um, for, uh, for the boys' side, Skyview just dominated Utah Military Academy 23 to nothing. Uh, Bear River uh, was tough, played tough against Juan Diego on the road, but unable to, to take that when they lose 13 to 10. So close game for the Bears. Uh, Green Canyon boys took care of Waterford 16 to 3. And in the second part of the doubleheader that we had on uh, Cash Valley Daily and 1045 The Ranch on Saturday, Ridgeline took care of Mountain Crest 17 to 7. So for the boys, their semifinal games will be at Judge Memorial High School on Wednesday. And on one side of the bracket, you've got number one Skyview versus number four Juan Diego at four o'clock. And then at six, number two Green Canyon versus number three Ridgeline. So just like the girls, we're guaranteed that a Region 11 representative will be in the finals. And the finals for boys lacrosse will be on the 27th at uh, three o'clock, once again at Zions Bank Stadium there in Harriman. So best of luck to our lacrosse players here locally, trying to represent and uh, do well when it comes to the playoffs uh, coming up this week. So with that being said, we're actually going to take a a quick timeout here in the full court press. Uh, When we come back, I want to get back into some of the comments from uh, John Hartwell uh, about what he had to say last week when he joined me on the show about uh, name, image, likeness, recruiting. Uh, But one of the biggest things was about this proposed scheduling through the conference where Mountain West is going to do away with divisions. So how do they do scheduling from this point forward? Kind of modeling after a proposal that a power conference has already put out there. What would that mean for Utah State? And based on what he had to say, who do you think those teams will be on Utah State's football schedule on the regular for 23, 24, and 25 seasons. 
So we'll get into that coming up on the Full Court Press. Love to hear from you as well. Your thoughts about the NBA conference finals, the uh, playoffs for high school uh, as we're winding down the high school athletics season, and uh, looking ahead to you know what what is what is going on with um, the the Utah Jazz certainly is part of it, and uh, we're always starting to get into this time of the year where people start to project what next year might look like for college football. Some interesting things that we're noting about Utah State, agree or disagree with what they have to say. That's all coming up here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, uh, really appreciated uh, seeing all the, the stuff that was going on at Mountain West Motors. They had their big grand opening celebration on Saturday, and a great showing, a lot of fun things that they had going on there. Just remember they've got a lot of great vehicles, customized to help you haul trailers, haul kids, go up and have fun and explore in the mountains, or just what you might use around town. A lot of really cool trucks and SUVs on their lot. They're located at 615 North Main in Logan. Don't get caught without power after a windstorm or a major winter freeze. Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or an electrician, contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. They also service other models. Summer is just around the corner. Don't crank up your AC unit before getting it serviced. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning is the team you should call for quality on-time service. If your system needs replaced, think York. York has the best warranties in the business with affordable financing options. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. until you are Advanced Heating and Air. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. Experts tell us that the three areas of balance for proper health are exercise, nutrition, and sleep. This is Ryan, owner of My Mattress. And while My Mattress Store can't really help with exercise and nutrition, we can help with better sleep. If a person started today to live a balanced life in health, exercise, and sleep, uh, three things might happen. One, we might throw away the bag of peanut M&Ms that we have stashed. Two, we might get up off the couch and exercise. And three, we'd come buy a new mattress here at My Mattress. You've probably heard of the four C's of diamonds. We at S&E Jewelers are now proud to introduce the fifth C, confidence in your jeweler. When you come into S&E you'll be served by our educated and helpful sales consultants who will guide you through a comfortable diamond buying experience. We grade our diamonds with the highest standards of ethics. We invite you to come experience what it feels like to shop a store where you can have confidence in your jeweler. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S&E Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. This is the herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. You can't just bail on the draft and develop part of the game. And the Lakers, the last guy they developed was Kobe. I understood bringing LeBron here. 
But just because the Warriors brought in KD, it didn't mean they lost sort of their DNA on draft and develop. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Again, if you want to chime in and uh, weigh in, ask a question, agree or disagree with what we're talking about, feel free to do so on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321-2305 adds another. Any idea why Charles Barkley dislikes the Golden State Warriors? He doesn't ever pick them to win, and he generally has something negative to say about them, and all they do is uh, is when, what do you think up with is up? Okay, uh, what do you think is up with Charles Barkley? Okay, good question. Um, yeah, I don't know. Now, Barkley, like he's kind of like Shaq, in that they they were they played the role of a big man on the court, and they still value that position, and they still think it has value and and it's important. Um. And when they see what, what Golden State's doing, where their strength is not in having a big man, then that bothers them. They think at some point that will break down. But it still kind of boggles my mind that the mountain of evidence that's out there with how Golden State plays and how they win, and that he's still bagging on them. You know what's crazy? Is that we like to talk about Golden State as this great three-point shooting team. And these, you know, Steph Curry from deep and all these other guys who can shoot the ball from outside. They're actually one of the, the, the teams that's uh, leading in these playoffs at points in the paint. Like, not enough people are talking about that. Certainly when you have that ability to shoot from that far out and teams have to respect the sheer threat of you hitting an outside shot, a three, in your face, that does open up the paint more, but that's what we're seeing in these these playoffs. Uh, guys that can shoot from the outside or drive to the paint uh, and drive to the hole. And how about that throwdown by Wiggins? Oh, my word. That was incredible. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, that was so good. And Wiggins, look, he's having a great playoffs. And particularly this uh, series, is he's doing awesome. Uh, 6543. In these interviews with Mr. Hartwell, is there a way it can be opened up to audience questions? Seems like this is very staged and controlled. Uh, it's not staged or controlled. He was not provided any questions beforehand. Um, sorry that you feel that way. Uh, but there may be a time where we do have to get him on and make sure that uh, it's an a la carte question from from our listening audience. That would be fun to do. But I will I assure you they were they were not it was not staged. Um no. Uh nine three one five says I love Charles Broccoli. <laughs> Very good, nine three one five. Uh two three zero five. 
Also, several weeks back, you mentioned letter of intent day for basketball. Is that still coming up, or did it already happen for the Aggies? Okay, good question, 2305, and perhaps you weren't listening the day that I brought that up. But, yes, it did come and go. So there was a deadline. Um, gosh, now i got to go look it up again. But it did happen. And I actually I reached out to the university. I reached out to Kyle Cottom, who's a sports information director specifically assigned to cover men's basketball, and asked him, said, hey, it's letter of intent day. Utah State, have any announcements? And he's like, uh, what? No. <laughs> so actually, it spurned an interesting conversation and some uh, research on both of our parts. And basically, anybody who signs a letter of intent for basketball before that date, you're basically signing a contract and you're, you're, you're beholden to, uh, to, to hold up your end of the deal to stay with that school. Now, players can still sign letters or make commitments, maybe that's a better way of putting it, to schools after that date, but they can actually make commitments to a variety of schools. And it doesn't become active until they really show up on campus and then it becomes official official. Because they can players in the transfer portal, others that are still being recruited, um, they still have some time now to make up their mind and decide where they want to go. In fact, uh, Kyle reminded me of uh, Nimi that uh, Nimi Ishketa, he showed up like right as the semester started. So there can be late additions um, to your uh, to your rosters. Um, it's not common, but it is possible. So there is that uh, letter of intent Signing day has come and gone, uh, but Utah State does still have at least one position, one scholarship still available to offer. So I know there's been some basketball players express uh, interest. Utah State has expressed their interest in them, um, but um, there's still some time here before that needs to be locked down for either the school or for the player. But uh, I'd have to think at some point you got to make your decision so you can get on campus for off-season conditioning and scrimmage with the other, other guys on your team. But uh, I know that the, the university would love to have these guys sooner rather than later, not drag it out. But there is still a window here where they can actually express, the player can express an interest in multiple schools but not be contractually obligated, if that makes sense for a uh, sign an aid agreement for uh, financial uh, support and assistance, basically scholarship. Uh, so there's still some time for basketball uh, to, uh, to still work on their roster. That makes sense. Uh, 2305. Also, what's the latest on Justin Bean? I noticed he wasn't uh, invited to the rookie camp. Uh, well, he wasn't invited to the combine, which just wrapped up in Chicago. Uh, I have I do know that he's been doing some individual workouts with some teams, and we're going to see a lot more of that over the next little while here, where players get invited to do uh, individual workouts with different teams. Um, but I, I got to think with his style of play, um, especially how he is improving his his uh, his his stroke 
and how he shoots from the outside and uh, has improved his game as an outside shooter. And the way that the NBA is going right now, a guy like him would be valuable to have on a roster. With that size, who can play defense, who can scrap in the middle and attack the rim, but also defend on the perimeter, I would think that there would be a place for Justin Bean on an NBA roster. Uh, so, uh, for, but from what I understand, it's, uh, yeah, he's, it's, we're into the stage now for these NBA players or potential NBA players uh, that it's in the workout stages right now with individual teams as they're evaluating talent ahead of the NBA draft, which will take place next month. Um, so that's about all that I, I know. He's been doing some things also with his uh, the, the agency that he signed with. They represent multiple players, and they will stage workouts and uh, drills on their own as well. So part of the benefit of signing with an agent is they can set those things up. All right, we're going to take a timeout here in the Full Court Press. We want to come back. I want to get back to some of those questions uh, and and topics from John Hartwell, uh, specifically about scheduling and name image likeness, how that affects a place like Utah State. So we'll get into that coming up here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. But also I want to remind you about Valvoline Instant Oil Change. The weather is going to start warming up. I know it got a little bit cool this past weekend, but it is going to warm up. And that warmer, hotter weather really can be brutal on your vehicle. So take it into Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They're at 695 North Main in Logan. They've got that Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil for your vehicle. Plus, the best part is they'll get you back out on the road fast. That's Valvoline Instant Oil Change. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Ladies, do you have your men's ring yet? We know that he got you the perfect ring, so let's get him one that will show how much you care, such as a -a one-of-a-kind Damascus steel, his choice of camo, or an exquisite redwood inlay. And if you really want something out of this world, come check out our meteorite rings. For the largest selection of unique men's rings, make it special, make it Jarek's at 930 North Main in Logan. Jarek's Fine Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. Medicare has lots of rules and regulations. If you're attorney 65, preparing to retire, or have delayed Medicare, we can help. We can help you understand all the fine print and give you peace of mind. Let us help each step of the way to ensure you have the coverage you need. For more information, call 752-9493 or go to lssins.com. We are here to help. We have decades of experience, and there is no cost to work with us. Call 752-9493. Betty, why are you packing your house up? I'm ready to move. My home is so boring. There's no color on the walls, no pop. I have the answer. Go see Castalite and Logan. They have several products to make your walls stand out. I just finished a wall with their speedy mason system. It was so easy and looks amazing. Does this sound familiar to you? Refresh your home with affordable options at Castalite for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go. Online at castalite.com. 
This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. He won't come. He's too busy. Jenny, of course he'll come. Happy birthday! Dad! I know. You guys didn't think I'd make it, but come on. Could I really miss my son's birthday? Here you go, Dan. Thanks, Dad. But today's Jenny's birthday. Give me that. Happy birthday, Jenny! Need to get closer to your family? Nice football, Dad. Give your family everything. Give them your time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson here with you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. 1069thefan.com and streaming on the 1069thefan mobile app. The uh, game four of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight, 6.30 p.m. on ABC. By the way, Boston currently favored by seven. Uh, I'm sure that has a lot to do with the injuries that are plaguing the uh, the Miami Heat right now, but that's uh, that's been a fun series. Um, and Boston has to have a greater sense of urgency uh, in this one. But uh, they've had their fair share of injuries as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. On Friday, I had the opportunity to speak with Director of Athletics at Utah State University, John Hartwell, and did so on the day that they broke the news about the new gymnastics coach. The Mountain West had some news about abandoning divisions. Uh, We talked about name, image, likeness, the new – indoor practice facility that's being proposed. So we we covered a lot of topics, spoke for nearly 30 minutes. And so we've got that full interview. Well, the full show is available, but if you want to just isolate this, that interview, we have that as well on our podcast feed and on our website, 1069thefan.com. But one of the things I wanted to touch on was this notion of what will scheduling look like if we don't have divisions in the Mountain West. And uh, he said that you know it, it's constrained right now for only a three-year window from 20, starting in 2023 because mostly uh, there's going to be a renewal of television rights and they don't want to schedule too far out because we don't know what it's going to look like. And frankly, I kind of like that uh, it's not for a long period of time because new rivalries could, could emerge well, maybe old ones die, and so it's worth revisiting uh, every couple of years what really makes sense to, one, highlight the best matchups in the conference for, for television purposes, and two, get the best teams to the conference, of, well, give the best path for the best teams for the conference title, uh, playing the conference uh, championship game. But here's what he had to say about this uh, conference scheduling and uh, doing away with divisions. Again, this was Friday here on the Full Court Press with uh, John Hartwell. What will happen in that three-year period, and I, I have a feeling that uh, you know, we'll be able to, to get this 
solidified here uh, again probably in the next uh, four to six weeks is in that three-year period, you will have two teams that you will play all three years, and then the other um, the other nine teams, uh, you will rotate and play everybody in the league home and away one time. Okay, so this sounds a lot like that ACC model where they proposed a 3-5-5, and certainly there's more teams in their, in their conference, so uh, it, the math is correct. But basically you've got those three teams that would face each other regularly, and then you'd have five teams that you'd face in one season, and then the other five no, the other season uh, or the other part of the schedule. So basically over the course of a player's four-year tenure on campus, you would face every school. And that's kind of what he's alluding to here is what the Mountain West would do. Uh, you'd have, besides yourself, you'd have two other teams that you'd face regularly that would always be on your schedule. And then the other teams kind of gets spaced out and, and eventually you would play those. So when it comes to who those teams would be for Utah State, one, who would you like to see as the regular opponents for Utah State? And then we'll, uh, then I want to play what John Hartwell had to say about that. And based on what he said, who do you think it will be? So given you're today, right at this very moment, you are the commissioner of the Mountain West Conference. And you are deciding for Utah State, the two teams that will regularly be on your schedule for 2023, 24, and 25, who would those two teams be? For me, I think it makes sense that it would be somebody regionally close. I think you have to consider Wyoming's probably high on the list because you already it's already a trophy game. You have the Bridger Rifle. So do you continue that series? Um, so it's likely Wyoming, in my mind, is one of them. Colorado State might be a close second to that. But I think it would probably be another team in what was traditionally the West Division. And my hunch would say Nevada, just as former WAC opponents. So... I guess one would be Wyoming, two would be Nevada, three maybe Colorado State. But Nevada, Colorado State maybe back and forth. I think it'd be I think honestly it'd be great if Boise was on there cuz it's close, you don't have to get on a plane. But is will Boise be satisfied with that? Will they want Utah State on their schedule? So I don't know. Uh, will they jump up and down and and be upset about that? But it would make sense. It would be good. Uh, 8003 saying, uh, predicting Boise and Wyoming. Okay. Uh, 9315, Boise, Colorado State, and Wyoming. All right. A couple votes there for Boise. So who would you want it to be? Now let's, that's who you've, Kind of suggested, got a few suggestions here on our Guild Mortgage text line. Now let's hear what John Hartwell had to say and see if it's uh, any different 
And uh, it, based on what he has to say, if you can glean any additional information there, hints as to who it might be. Again, this comments that he made Friday here on the Full Court Press. I'm not at liberty to say in, in the who, who our two permanent uh, opponents would be for those three years, but uh, one of them is a very familiar face, and the other one, while people may not think of them right off the bat as a natural rivalry, I think uh, I, I think people will be pleased with who our teams are going to be. And again, I, I think we're going to be able to get that finalized here. Um, probably in the next four to six weeks. Mm, mm, okay, so one very familiar team and another one that um, we might be surprised at how often we play them and that it, there's some history there. So is that first one Boise? Is that Boise State? I mean, it, it, it potentially could be two teams from the quote-unquote mountain division. Now we have to... <laughs> say what used to be known as, formerly known as. Um, it, it wouldn't have to be. I think it makes sense for travel purposes, regional rivalries, that you do that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, now that you've heard what he said, does that change your mind about who you think it could be? 2305 says Boise, 9315 says, or Boise, San Diego State, San Jose. San Jose was a former WAC opponent for the Aggies. The fact that he says fans might be surprised, um, that, that seems to indicate to me that it's probably somebody from the West Division. Um, because... You know, we're pretty familiar with those teams in the Mountain Division. We've been playing them every year for the last nine years. Uh, its members are eight, nine years, whatever, for the uh, Mountain West. So, hmm, I don't know. Not quite sure what to read into that, but uh, I, 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 I like the direction that it's headed, that it's not just totally open season and there's a random rotation that there's some sets that you know every year you're going to play these teams. I think that builds rivalries or continues existing rivalries. Uh, I think it makes it easier for travel, for fans, and for the team. I personally, I think it would be Wyoming, maybe Colorado State, Nevada. Those would probably be my three. I think it would be great to have Boise State still in there. I'm just... I just don't have the feeling that Boise State would would do that. They'd probably want to do something different, but I don't know. We'll see what happens here about a week, or not a week, about a month when that will be finalized and uh, and announced for the future. All right, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. Uh, one other thing that, uh, that he said I found really interesting about how athletic departments are now in competition with their own athletes. And how does a team, how does a, a school and administration or athletic department, what kind of pressures does that put on them? I thought that was interesting what he had to say there. We'll get into that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We often hear people say, I wish I could use White Pine, but I've already paid for arrangements elsewhere. 
Know that if you've already pre-planned with a different funeral home, you can still call White Pine. If you are being told you'll lose up to 25% of your money, White Pine will provide a discount equal to any fee for switching. If you have any questions, please stop by for a visit or give us a call. We would love to meet you and explain in more detail. White Pine Funeral Services, here when you need us most. You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win, but you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name, but who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. It's happened to us all. Red punch, nail polish, coffee or paint. This is dealt with Northern Utah Chem Dry. What you don't realize is using your own methods can potentially lock in stains within the carpet. ChemDry's patented stain removal solutions have successfully removed stains all over Cass Valley. If we can't get it out, no one can. So next time you spill, call ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern If you love them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba, please be done. Over and over and over and over and over. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Sounds good, honey. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Hey, Napa Auto Parts has the items that you're looking for, the parts you need, the parts you use and rely on every day. Plus, Napa has some of those hard-to-find items. All in stock when you need it at five locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores from Preston to Providence. Uh, one of the things uh, that we touched on at the end of our interview with, um, at the end of my interview with John Hartwell on Friday, was name image likeness. How a school like Utah State can compete in this space where it's gone so crazy so fast. And not just for the athletes themselves, but as an athletic department, which is now literally competing against its own athletes for, for financial support from, uh, from the community. 
Now, businesses have the option to spend money directly with the athlete, whereas before they would, if they wanted something to do with the university and its athletics, they would donate to the athletic department. Um, interesting comments from John Hartwell on this topic. I don't dislike the position we're in at Utah State because I think some of these bidding wars that you're going to have at the Power 5 level, um, at, at some point, uh, people aren't going to be able to afford the, the, the price of poker. And I still think we're, we're going to be able to attract you know, high-quality student-athletes who want to get a good education, who, who want to compete at the highest level, and who want to develop. And I, I don't think that's going to change for us. But as administrators, as, coach, as coaches, we've got to continue to look at opportunities uh, so that we don't get left behind in this. The only other thing I will mention is really quick, you talk about major markets. Yeah, that, that is a, a consideration and a concern because I'll tell you just candidly, in our league, um, UNLV, uh, men's and women's basketball, they have, now it's, it's a couple of different dealerships, but they have a, a conglomerate of car dealerships that are based out of the Vegas area. Uh, they, they are not giving cars per se, but they are uh, providing what they call car stipends uh, to every men's and women's basketball player at UNLV. So, yeah, that, that's real. That's in our league, and that's you know, something that we, we've got to uh, compete against from a recruiting standpoint. Uh, it's it's crazy, and it's it's not going to stop anytime soon. As uh, he's he talked about too, just you know, being a congressional election year, midterm elections, this going on this this season, they're not going to touch something like this. Um, so it's going to be another year before any relief from Congress is potentially on the table. So really interesting stuff. Um, again, go back and listen to it. It was it was really interesting stuff from uh, from John Hartwell on Friday. Um, again, to our Gilbert Morgan's text line, if you want to chime in on uh, reactions to that or his comments about who those two teams would be on Utah State's scheduler uh, schedule regularly for 23, 24, and 25 football seasons. Four three five three three nine zero three two one nine three one five says I definitely won't want New Mexico or UNLV. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I, I think I can probably speak more, uh, more <laughs> emotionally about who we don't want than who we do want. Um, it, I, Aggie fans would love to see Boise State on the schedule uh, after losing BYU. Man, the, the athletic department really has to try to push to keep Boise State on the schedule for for ticket purposes. Um, but uh, yeah, not not New Mexico, not UNLV, and I know San Jose's kind of had a little bit of a, a, a renaissance. I don't know that it's lasting, so I would probably say not San Jose either. But it might not be up to us. And we may, and Utah State may end, end up with them anyway. Uh, I don't know. I, I, there's aspects of it that I love, and there are others that I'm not so sure. But if it's a way to get the top two teams in the conference championship game and the better opportunity to get that payout uh, for 
uh, for Utah State or for the conference as a whole, then absolutely should be considered and uh, and looked at because that that payout it's it's good. Uh, this is what he actually said uh, as that what that formula is if you get to a G five uh, uh, New Year's Six uh, bowl game. Right now, our formula is that. Two million of that would go to the participating team. The other two million, or excuse me, four million of that goes into a pot amount less to split. So it would benefit every team. It would benefit everybody. That's what they got to go for. That's what they're aiming for. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thirty. His accomplishments are no doubt impressive, but early career success has become a common theme across the tour. The past three major winners have all been under 30. Colin Morikawa won last year's Open. Scotty Scheffler won the Masters and Thomas took home the PGA. The youth rush doesn't end there. Seven of the world's top 10 golfers are still in their 20s. That's great for golf. The game now has multiple stars that appeal to a younger audience, and it's proof the game is growing. Younger generations are embracing golf, and although that's mostly due to Tiger, guys like Thomas, Morikawa, Spieth, and DeChambeau could all contribute to keeping that trend alive. Matching Tiger's impact will be impossible. He changed the game, but with the amount of young talent, the younger generation is off to a great start. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.